0: Glad to see everybody tonight. Everybody doing well. Whew. You know, I I talked to my I see that. I talked to my mom this afternoon. They finally got power uh, from the hurricane, and and I was you know I've been joking with them because uh, down in Crowley they had uh, multiple substations blow out and 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 I kept telling them I said, "Mommy, it's going to be a while." They told them the 18th. I said, Mom, it's going to be a while." She said, "Why?" I said, number one, y'all live on the backside of the bayou. It's not a very big area. No city council members live back there and there's no money. (laughs) She was just like, you know, you're right. You know, it's, it's, it's more of a middle-class area, but there's no city council members. There's nobody back there that's going to raise up a flag and say, we need, yeah, no, they're doing that in all the rich areas, (laughs) but that's probably not true, but you know, it sounded funny and made her laugh but uh yeah they've been on generator with air condition so don't cry for them too bad honestly yeah they had air condition but uh so yeah they finally got power but i know there's still areas now i know that uh i I need to ask my sister kajn radio had to go off the air because the tower flooded and they couldn't get a truck in there to uh refill the propane tank that runs the generator (laughs) so they had to shut down and go straight uh internet Uh, but i think they still have their uh, Lake charles tower but uh the, the Lafayette Tower that would feed us, anyways. But yeah, they had to shut down because they couldn't get in. There was a lot of flooding down there. So, thank God it wasn't what it could have been. Amen. You know, uh, thank God we didn't get what we could have had. But that's enough for this year. Let's just move on. Uh, just just let's just go on past. I'm still laughing that we've had all these storms and all of them I could have evacuated to New Orleans. <laughs> And we're way up here, and we got the storm. I'm like, that makes no sense to me, none. Uh, so, but anyways, man, listen, it's, don't, don't forget, uh, we've got church work day coming up on the 24th, uh, I think we've talked about about eight o'clock, isn't it? About eight o'clock, yeah, there it is, yeah. Have y'all figured out who's who yet in the picture? Y'all really need to figure that out. But uh, that was the first joke whenever, whenever I used that picture, I didn't even think about it there's five of us uh so yeah i actually took one of the pictures and put names underneath it and sent it to everybody but i'm gonna let y'all figure that out yourself but (laughs) we were argued over who was who but we're gonna we're gonna have the church work day so uh this sunday we'll have a sheet out there just to kind of make sure we know who's going to be here uh because we're going to work on the awning on the side that's going to cover the bus and that little stuff there uh we're gonna have that set up and if we get enough people we do have some other things to do we do want to build a little wall in the nursery because you know out there it's going to be a lot of standing around until we get to a certain point so we're gonna make you work don't worry we're gonna get our money I mean our uh work out of you yeah so I'm sure there's gonna be some food involved somewhere around there y'all gonna eat yeah so you know us men we always got to eat so uh, so we've got that coming up. Don't forget also that the 31st of October, we have Revival Weekend. I posted that up to Facebook today, created the events for it, share it. Uh, evangelist slash pastor uh, is going to be here, and uh, we're going to do worship and preaching on, on you know the devil's holiday. We're we'll going to stomp all over it. Um, I ain't trying to redeem it. I'm just trying to kill it. So I ain't into redeeming holidays. Just kill it. Get rid of it. Just you know, but uh, yeah, we're gonna have a good time there. So invite people, amen. Just start inviting people uh, to come to that now, so that you can get them to book. You know, and don't forget too that uh, you know we've already got the Thanksgiving figured out. So if you're gonna be inviting people, we will have a sign-up sheet for that. But uh, we'll you know we're gonna have the plate lunches, all of that stuff's gonna be worked out, amen. So awesome. Hey, let's open up in prayer tonight, and we're gonna do a little bit of worship, maybe a lot of worship. Who knows? Uh, And I do have something the Lord has given me to share tonight. Uh, Next week, make sure you bring your Bible, because the next two weeks, at least, we're going to do some Bible study. We're going to shift over and do some Bible study, so make sure you bring your Bible and a notepad, and probably something to write with. That'd be good, too. Uh, But we're going to have that for the next couple weeks. We have a special guest that's going to be teaching that. Hmm. You'll just have to show up and see. I'm not going to tell you. So... So let's pray. Come on. Father, we thank you for letting us be here tonight. Lord, we're just so humbled by your presence and all your mercy and grace that you've given to us. Lord, we come together tonight to, to just come into your presence and be refreshed with all the things going on. Lord, we we need a refreshing in our spirits and in our physical bodies. Lord, we pray that you would be with us during this time of worship. Receive this worship, Father. Just have, have your way in this service today. Have your way in our lives. Let your anointing be evident tonight in this place with your spirit in Jesus' name. If you agree with that, come on, give me an amen tonight. Come on, amen, amen. Try to get my ears on real fast. Come on, let's stand up tonight so we worship. You know, the bad thing about putting ears in is till you plug it in, I can't hear anything. So just sitting here talking, hoping y'all can hear me because I have no idea to get them in. Hallelujah. Come on, you ready to do some worship? praise tonight hallelujah is he good in your life has he been good to you hallelujah hallelujah
1: forgot that you're enough, take me back to where we started. I open up my heart to you. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry when I've come with my agenda. I'm sorry when I forgot that you're enough, take me back to where Nothing else. Nothing else. Nothing else.
0: Is that your prayer tonight? Is that your cry tonight? Is that your cry? I just want you, oh God. Nothing else will do.
1: Nothing else will do tonight.
0: else come on one more time sing it with me nothing
1: else nothing else nothing else to do I just want you nothing else nothing else
0: Father, make that our true heart's cry. Our true cry, Father, not just a song that we sing, but what we truly mean inside. God, like just like we need the air, and we know we need air, let us know that we need you. Let our bodies know that we need you, our minds. We need you, Lord. You, Jesus.
1: We need You, Lord. This is the air I breathe, the song I sing. sit back and you breathe, oh God, just sit back and breathe, just standing at your feet. Mm. Jesus.
0: It's holy moments, just let it minister to you tonight, come on, it's holy moments. Just let him breathe on you. you to say amen if that's what you really want come on amen if that's what you really want amen amen hallelujah amen thank you worship team hallelujah jesus isn't it good to be in his presence always always good to be in his presence hallelujah Listen, there was something I put in the bulletin a few weeks ago. I never really did get a chance to speak about it because we had uh, something else go on that week. I don't even remember now. There's been a lot of crazy things going on. Jesus. Whew. Multiple hurricanes, viruses, pandemics, and all these other things. And what? And revivals. Ah, oh, man. Who can keep up with it? Who can keep up with it? Whew. Hey, listen, so the, the other day in the bulletin, it was the September 27th bulletin, it said, First we overlook evil, then we permit evil, then we legalize evil, then we promote evil, then we celebrate evil, then we persecute those who still call it evil. You know, I, I never really did get a chance to, to talk about that, but let me not hold this while I'm unsnapping it because it's going to be loud. I have some things I want to I share. Pull up your Bible uh, app up there for me in uh, 2 Timothy chapter. Well, actually, the first one's going to be Isaiah 520. I've got this one in the King James if you want to pull it up. Uh, I didn't put this up there. I was slacking tonight. Isaiah 5 and 20, I want to read a couple things to you. And then I, you know, I kind of put a title on this, Good, Bad, Ugly. But, you know, I really, you know, I'm no good at titles. I just, it's what I put in my book when I wrote it down so I remember what it is. Isaiah 5 and 20. I said, I got it pulled up in the King James, but it says, Woe unto them that call evil good and good evil, that put darkness for light and light for darkness, that put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. An Old Testament prophecy you know people are doing that today I, I want to alright so now you can go to 2 Timothy chapter 3 because that's where we're going to stay after that so 2 Timothy chapter 3 the The thing that, that really got me when I was looking at this is most of us in here looking around know these scriptures of the end times and we're going to read a few of them but the whole thing to me was is is we know it in the word, but how do we overcome it? Right? 2 Timothy 3:13 is is where we're going to start at. Man, we have got some awesome AV guys up there. It says 2 Timothy 3:13, but evil men, let me read it from there. Evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. Yeah. Can you, do you have the message? I'm sorry, the passion. Throw it up there in that and watch this. Yeah. I, I began to read it in multiple translations so that I could look at, you know, different, uh, different things. You know, sometimes the different translations, I don't always agree with all the translations. But they help me to understand. You know, like, like for instance, I learned something the other day about a word from a Baptist pastor friend of mine. We, we went and had lunch. We haven't been able to visit with each other in a long time. And, and you know that scripture where God told Saul, who became Paul, to stop kicking against the prick? One of the translations calls it a goad. Yeah, you know, I never really did look and see what that meant. You know what that is? It's what they put down behind the plow so that they don't keep pulling off. And if you pull against it, it hurts the cows. I never heard of that. Is that true? That's what they told me it meant. That, that when, when they would plow with the ox... They had this little thing that they would stick down, which had points on it, but it would hurt the, the ox so he wouldn't pull against it. Stop kicking against the prick. Stop pulling against I was like, whoa, man, that's interesting. You know. So sometimes the translations help me just to see it in a different light. Now, this one's not going to have exactly because of that. But, but the evil men and sorcerers who progress from bad to worse, deceived and deceiving as they lead people further from the truth. I, I want you to see something right here. This thing is still unraveling to me as far as, as some of it. I've got, got about two or three pages in here. But the, the first thing I want you to notice is this. Look at that last. As they lead people further from the truth. See, this is the point I want to get drive home tonight. And, and I think this verse does it perfectly. As they lead people further from the truth. We have churches today that are preaching out of the same Bible that I have right here, and are twisting the scriptures to mean what they want, and against what the word actually says, and their buildings are full. And people will argue with you about it. And and so they're literally leading people away from the truth as they change the truth to be what they want. Right? And and there's a lot of different things that I could go into with that, but but the thing that I keep always telling the Lord is, is, well, Lord, if, if people can be deceived while they have truth and they can be led away from it, how, how do we know when we're being led away from it? How do we know? And I talked to pastor friends of mine. I said, how do you know? Well, you got to be in the word. Yeah. But if they're twisting the word, how do you know these people are going to be good and they are good. Because we have churches that, that are teaching people that living in sin is perfectly acceptable. The same sins that in here God put people to death for and said it's abominations and, and thou shalt nots, but today it's okay. I want us to read a few of these, and then I want us to talk about it, but I want, we're going to go back up to verse 1, and we're going to kind of work our way down. I just want to take a few minutes and read this. Uh, okay. Go to verse 1. Let me just start there. Be easier. But you need to be aware that in the final days, the culture of society will become extremely fierce. I don't know about you, but it seems kind of fierce to me. Yeah, it's up there. Thank you. I had a conversation today with somebody, and and it was just like I finally had to tell them, listen, I'm, I'm not trying to argue, man. I'm done. I'm done. But they were trying to force their opinion down on me. I'm like listen I understand where you're coming from but you don't have to I don't have to sit there and say I agree with you 100% for us to still be friends and, and i have known this person for a long time and it was just like sad they get fierce Look at verse 2 people will be self-centered lovers of themselves and obsessed with money I don't know anybody obsessed with money today most of the world yeah uh, everything's about money you know there there's an old saying you know uh when not an old saying, but, but when, when you watch any of these police shows where there's a detective, how do you find the criminal? Follow the money. Because there's always money involved somewhere, whatever it is. They will boast of great things as they strut around in their arrogant pride and mock all that is right. They will ignore their own families. They will be ungrateful and ungodly. I can remember a, a Christian singer that I sang many of their songs that completely walked away from the Christian faith because the scriptures had been twisted. And I'm like, how? That the songs are so amazing. There's no way this person had not spent personal time with Jesus to write these beautiful songs. How did they allow this to get twisted? It didn't happen overnight. Keep going. They will ignore their own family. Oh, there you go. They will become addicted to hateful and malicious slander, slaves to their desires. They will be ferocious, belligerent haters of what is good and right. Hold on. Watch this. I know people that claim to be Christians and are living in nothing but a sinful life. They are great, good people, though. They're, they're not hateful. They're not. Until you try to tell them that, this, the truth. But if you look at it, they're slaves to their desires. They're slaves to their desires. It's all about what I can get, what this can give me, how I can twist this to get what I want. But they may still be really nice people. And so, oh, well, that must be God because they've got the fruit of the Spirit. Remember, we had that conversation one day. I know people that are as far from, listen, they probably like Satan's brother, you know. And they will give you the shirt off their back. And they'll sit there, curse God. That doesn't mean. Look at that. They will become ferocious and belligerent haters of what is good and right. When they're backed into a corner with this, they will fight against it. Go ahead. Keep going. Watch this. All right. Let me speed up a little bit. With brutal treachery, they will act without restraint, bigoted and wrapped in clouds of their conceit. They will find their delight in the pleasure of this world more than in the pleasure of loving God. Keep going. I want to I get down to the other part. They may pretend to have a respect for God, but in reality, they want nothing to do with God's power. Stay away from people like that. See, that's, that's the verse where they, they want the power. They want God to have a form of godliness, but they deny the power thereof. They deny the power to change them. Well, God made me this way, and if he wanted me to be different, he would have made me different. God did not make you that way. You were born into a sinful world, a sinful nature. Okay, keep going. I'm going to get off track. For they are the ones, the worm, who worm their way into the hearts of vulnerable women and men, spending the night with those who are captured by their lusts and steeped in sin. Keep going. Watch this. They're always learning, but never discover the revelation knowledge of truth. They never have their eyes open to who Jesus Christ really is and what he came to do. But they can quote this back and front a lot of times. They can. I know people that, that, man, they quote way more scriptures than I can. And they know a lot more addresses in here than I do. But I just sit back, it's like, you have no idea what that means, do you? Oh, yeah, yeah. No, you don't. You don't. Because their eyes have never been opened. Why? Because they think they already know it all. You know, and so watch this, verse 8. Here we go. History has given us an example of this with the Egyptian sorcerers Jane, Janus, and Jambra. Man, I totally cannot pronounce that. Who stood against Moses in their arrogance, so it will be the last days with those who reject the faith with their correct minds and arrogant hearts, standing against the God of truth. Now jump down to verse 13. And we're going to read a few there, and then we're going to talk. But the evil men and sorcerers will progress from bad to worse, deceived and deceiving as they lead people further from the truth. Keep going. Watch this. I might have skipped it, but we'll jump back. But you must, here we go. But you must continue to advance in strength with the truth wrapped around your heart. The truth wrapped around your heart. How do you wrap the truth around your heart? By getting into the word, by spending time with him. And here was the thing. Oh, I'm not going to say it just yet. Being assured by God that he's the one who has truly taught you all these things. How do you know God has taught you all these things? You know what my, my opinion on this is? And here's, here's the thing that I think is the, one of the keys. I, I'm not going to say it's the only key because I, I'm still trying to find more. Of not being deceived Is this if the Word of God never corrects you, you may not really have a relationship the way you think you do. This Word comes to correct, encourage, it comes to do a lot of things. And if the Holy Spirit never says, stop, don't do that, and what happens, we still understand the Scriptures. I still have the revelation of what I learned from it, and I keep moving further and further away until the point where God says, stop, I don't listen anymore, and it doesn't bother me. See, if there's no conviction from this, is there really spirit in here? Because there are times this word is going to say, no, or you did wrong, repent, stop, and I think that's part of where we're at right here is we have to have the word in here. We have to spend time with the Lord, but we have to allow him to tell us no. Because if he never tell you know if you never tell a child no, what he, what happens? They get spoiled, they become a brat. Right? Any of y'all grow up that way? No, don't raise your hand. It seems like, well, no, I know better. You see. That's what we do. All we want is what we can get from God with no correction, and we make this sound like anything we want. Keep going right there. Remember what you were taught from your childhood, from the Holy Scrolls, which can impart to you the wisdom, the experience, everlasting life. See, the the Scriptures gives us the wisdom for everlasting life, but the revelation only comes from the Spirit. Faith in Jesus, the anointed one. Watch, keep going. Almost done. Every scripture has been inspired by the Holy Spirit, the breath of God. It will empower you by its instructions and correction, giving you strength to take the right direction and lead you deeper into the path of godliness. Stay right there. What is the path of godliness? You think that would be holiness? Holiness? This is another one of those keys, in in my opinion, is holiness. Be holy, for I am holy. Do you not know that you are the temple of the Holy Spirit? Remember, they they had to sacrifice, and they had to cleanse the temple before His Spirit would come. And if you sit there and say, the Spirit of God dwells inside of me, and you're not on a path that's bringing you to more godliness and more holiness, maybe there's some deception in there. You see, that's the whole thing. When we look at it from the outside, I can sit back and look at it and hold the word up, and it's like, wow, why can't can't they see that? Why can't they see that? But then at the same token, there's things in my life that my wife will look at the word and say, why didn't you see that? Because I still got a blind spot right there, and I'm working on getting rid of it. See, we're not perfect, and we're not any better than those other people that may be living completely in sin. We all need Jesus. But we've got to be striving for holiness, and that's the thing. If you've got things in your life that you know he's not happy about, and you're not dealing with them, where are you going to end? Where's it going to end up? We've always got to be going deeper into the path of godliness, which is holiness. Now go to the next one for me. Then you will be God's servant, fully mature, and perfectly prepared to fulfill any assignment God gives you. We must always be seeking holiness and perfection. While I'm just a sinner, you were. Now you're a saint. You're washed in the blood. And to sit there and say that I'm still just a sinner means the blood really wasn't that that valuable. Right? Right? I was a sinner saved by grace. I'm not a sinner anymore. I'm a saint that makes mistakes. But I'm striving for perfection in Jesus Christ. I'm trying to become more holy today than I was yesterday. I'm trying not to allow deception into my life because the scriptures are twisted. Because I'm telling you, I can read books and you're like, whoa, no, that's way out there. I've listened, to, I, I was listening to a preacher that I've listened to through the years off and on, and he got into a subject that I didn't know about. And this guy's going into the fact, and again, I'm not going to tell you who it is, but great teacher. I've listened to his stuff. I've actually read some of the stuff before at books. But he believed once saved, always saved. There's no way after you're saved that you can ever sin and get out of the hand of God. And I'm listening to that like, yeah, click. (laughs) Not listening to him again. But how many people believe it? Because they just assume everybody that stands up here and holds their Bible right is quoting truth. You gotta hold the Bible right. You gotta. You see, don't allow the enemy to deceive you. Always read the Scripture. My pastor taught me that from the very beginning. Don't believe everything I say. Go find it for yourself. And and again, one of the stories that I, I love to tell is with John Burke, which I've heard him preach. We were at his church for a couple years before Hurricane Rita. And we were all sitting there talking with, with Stephanie probably and Susan and, and Bill. And, yeah, Saul got knocked off his donkey when he was on the road to Damascus. And John just like, I think it was Stephanie. Stephanie was a whole lot more mature than we were. You know, she knew the Bible in and out. Can you show me that? We're all looking like, uh-oh. Stephanie, of course, is like, Sure. She's reading. He says, can you read it out loud to me? No. Because it never says he was on a donkey. It says he was knocked to the ground. But I heard my pastor preach it for years. He was knocked off the donkey. He was not on a donkey. Now, that's a very small thing. But how many other things could be twisted? How many other things could be twisted? It's just a funny story that taught me a very powerful lesson. The fact that, you know what? I need to pay attention to what God is saying. See, we've got to allow the scriptures to tell us what we're doing. We've got to allow the scriptures to, to show us what we're doing wrong. But can I tell you, most Christians don't want to have conviction anymore. I don't like it. I really don't. I was talking to somebody earlier about, you know, I, I was praying for my grandmother at a certain time, and, you know, when she was alive, and, and Daddy God just popped up and said, Don't you ever ask that again. That ain't your place. Well, um, don't you ever ask that again. That ain't your place. Yes, sir. Backing off of that one. And I never prayed that prayer again. (laughs) I just prayed it another way and left that part out of it. I'm not going to tell you all what it is. You see, God was teaching me a lesson, and I didn't like that spanking. But the thing is, is are we going to search the truth and spend time because we know that the, the days are becoming worse and worse and, and you know we, we see that. First we overlook evil. How many things in our lives do we just overlook? How many things do we just it ain't no big deal. It ain't no big deal. Ain't no big deal. Be careful little eyes what you see. Careful little ears what you hear. Try to remember how that next verse it didn't start one day, or it started one day, but it was a little bit at a time. A little bit at a time. Guys, we've got to be diligent to watch and to listen what we're allowing in. Just because it comes from a man or woman of God doesn't mean it's God's word. And let's make sure we're paying attention because it is, it is going to be easy to be deceived without fully submitting ourselves to the spirit of God. Without. Because I'm, as a pastor, as, as a teacher... I have opinions about things and I try to make sure I share the difference between the two. Because I don't want anybody to look at me and say, well, you're deceiving people. <laughs> I don't want, listen, man, I don't want to stand before God and do that. Can you imagine that? Having to stand before God and give an account of all the people that I deceive, the, the people that watch it online every week, and you. Man, I don't want you to be deceived either, though. So listen, as, as days go on, and we, we see it in the media today, it's just getting crazier and crazier. We've got to stand up and say, no, I'm not allowing that in. And You know what? You can read stuff and say, you know what? There were some good things in there. I'm throwing the rest out. That's not scriptural. That's not scriptural. This is my only word. And don't allow people like, like for instance, there's a, there is another book called the Book of Enoch. The Bible references it. I've read it. Got some great stuff in it. But you know what? It's not doctrine because this is the only doctrine I have. I don't judge my life by it. Was it some cool stuff? Just like every other fiction book. <laughs> this, is, this is it right here. Amen. So listen, I want to pray for you tonight. I've just, I just been wanting to share that with you because of what I see on the media and all the things that are going on. I just, you know, I had a lot more structure to, to do it on a Sunday morning, but I, I don't think with this crowd here tonight I need to do all that. Most of us have been saved long enough that we understand the Scriptures. But we've got to keep our eyes open because the world is getting crazy. And it's getting crazier by the day if you watch the news. so I try not to watch it much. I've been watching it a little bit because they're doing some things I want to know about, but whew, I need to go baptize myself to get rid of all the stuff I hear on the radio. <laughs> go flush it out, man. So listen, so I want to pray for us tonight and uh, that we can... Get out of here and go eat and do whatever y'all want to do. Still, it's almost 8 o'clock, see? Let me pray. So, Father, Lord, I thank you for your word. And I thank you that it is infallible. There's nothing wrong with it, even if there's a misspelled word. Even if there's two periods, a double space, it doesn't matter. Your word is perfect in every way. Even though it was translated and the word may have been put a little bit differently, it's still perfect in my eyes because it is what I have to live by. But, Lord, continue to allow me to have revelation from your word to understand how to apply it to my life in truth. And, Lord, I pray that through the power of the Holy Spirit that you would continue to convict me and convict us and those online of the wrongs in our life, Lord. Because we know that you do that because you love us. You're trying to keep us from going into areas that that will be dangerous to us, dangerous to our life and to our eternity. Lord, convict us of the wrongs. Holy Spirit, have your way in our life, not not just to empower us to speak in tongues and to do those other things, but even the little things, like telling us we did something wrong, even though that's more powerful than the other at times. Lord, I pray for health over the body. I know we have some that are sick. I continue to pray for health over them, restoration in their bodies. Lord, even if it looks like it's too far gone, I speak life right now. In the name of Jesus, I release life and health in their bodies. Complete turnarounds in the name of Jesus. Lord, continue to watch over us through the week and give us opportunities to share your love and mercy. And bring us back here Sunday that we can worship you again with testimonies of people we've been able to minister to in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Good night, guys, online. We love you. Hey, listen, I want to tell you something real quick before they... uh,